The next topic we're going to focus on is if someone bought from a non-Jew a property and it already involved a certain situation, a certain setup that has a griyo, does that mean that he has a chazaka to have it? Or can the neighbors say, well, till now his neighbors with a non-Jew, so I couldn't stop him, but now that a Jew bought it, now I want the Jew to abide by the rules of Hezekiah. So this is based on a sugya in Chesabatim Daflamid Hay, which is really discussing a different topic. It's referring to a general rule of Chazaka for um, a non-Jew. says the Gemara here, Alamid Hay Amud Beis, is page 55 in the booklet. A Yisrael who is coming from the power of a guy, meaning he bought from a non-Jew, then he has all the the rules of the non-Jewish seller. That what? Just like the non-Jew cannot get a chazaka just by having been there for three years, he has to have a document proving that he bought it, or that he was that it was given to him as a gift. So the Yisrael who bought it from him is no better than him, and he also has to produce that document. That's the Gemara. So let's see the Rashbam on that. Going to the bottom of the page. If you have a field that we knew used to belong to a Jew, and then a non-Jew came along and he was there, he, he took a residence there for three years or more, and he claims that he bought it from the Jew. Now a second Jew comes and buys it from this non-Jew. And he himself added on another layer of chazak. He was there also for three years or more. Despite this, the original owner can come along and just take the field back. And the Israel is with the Akum, the Zomine, and now the the second Jew who claims he bought it from the non Jew will have to go to the non Jew and get his money back. He should not have bought a Jew's property from a non Jew until the non Jew can produce the title and prove that he bought it legally from the original Jewish owner. A non Jew doesn't have the rules of Chazaka. And, and, and anyone who came from his, based on him, is no better than him. We have to assume that a Stam guy may, may have stolen it, didn't buy it legally. The Jew was afraid to be They have no Tukar's Chazaka. And anyone who comes from them also has the same rules. That's the idea of Yisrael. So the question becomes. Here, this is a situation when the non-Jew had worse rights than a Jew. What if it would be the opposite? What if it would be a non-Jew who had rights that were better or stronger than had it been a Jew, and then a Jew buys it from him? So does the Jew also get the better rights? So turning to page 56, says the Torah, this is Torah, Chaish Mishra from Dalit, says the Torah, if a Jew buys something from a non-Jew and now he wants to take advantage and and build upward, blocking the neighbor's window. Why does he want to do this? Because the non-Jewish seller would have been able to do that. There's no rules binding the non-Jew to not build within his own property in a way that blocked the neighbor's windows. So now the Jewish buyer wants to do the same thing as if he was the non-Jewish seller. The Jewish buyer wants to build upward, even though it's going to block off his neighbor's windows, saying that the seller was able to do it, so I want to do it as well. Says the guy, no, that is not okay. This is true of the guy, and says he cannot do that. The Jewish buyer is, is bound by the laws of the Torah, 
And the fact that a Jewish buyer gets the rights of the, gets the status of the Jewish seller, that's only to his detriment, but not that he gets more rights than had it been a Jew who owned it originally. That is the opinion of the Torah. So, says the Beis Yasef, on the bottom line, page 56, the bottom line of the Beis Yasef, before the Dark and so the Beisayzer has a very important caveat that had it been two people that bought from Goyim so then they both would have the rights of the Goyim when it was one Jew bought from one Goyim and the neighbor is a Jew so then he doesn't have any better rights but if both two Jews bought from Goyim then they both have the status of the non-Jewish sellers. No one has rights against the other, and each one has the right to act within their own property the same way that the non-Jew had been able to when he sold it to them. Turning to page 58, the Shulchan Aruch brings his din. Kufrin Dalat Sifir Ches and Cheshim Mishpat says the Shulchan Aruch, Ruvay Neshli Bayes Yitzel Goyu Pasach Chaloin Al Gagoy Shal Goy. A Jew, Ruvain has his house next to a Goy, so therefore he has no restrictions on Hezekriya, and the like, so he opened up his window overlooking the roof of the of the goy. Later, the goy sells his house to a Jew. So now you have Reuven living next to Shimon, who bought it from the goy. And now Shimon, the buyer, wants to build upward on on his what was previously the roof in a way that's going to block the window that Reuven had opened. Reuven, for the original, the, the neighbor says that you're blocking my windows. Even though Shimon bought it from a guy who would have been able to build upward, also he's not allowed to build upward, just like two Jews live side by side. One of them is not allowed to build in a way that blocks the neighbor's light. Only find it for his detriment, not for his benefit. He brings the other shita, and he says that he could, just like the guy was able to block it, so too the Jew who bought it is able to block it. That he does get the rights of the Goyesha seller and he is allowed to build upward even though it's going to block the neighbor's window. on his side, then we should follow it. You have to make sure you buy it in a way that you're actually getting it from the guy, not that it passes through Hefker into the hands of the guy. That's only if we know that the Chatzar of the guy actually preceded the window of Ruven. But if it's a Suffolk, which ones came first? That maybe Ruven had the right to have his window before the guy had the right to build upward. So then the new buyer, Shimon, has to, has to prove that he has the right to build up. that I can see into a neighbor's field or a neighbor's property or a neighbor's windows. What if it's the other way? I want to build in a way that's going to block his view. 
or to block his, uh, you know, his his extra airspace and stuff like that. We had a reference to this earlier in the Rishenim, but no clear makar in halacha. If there's, there's, there's no clear makar, there's a concept to having a right to a view, and that's talking about the concept of says. So let's see in the Pesach on the bottom of page sixty, Pesach Tshuva Simen Kufnon Dal Tziv Kotem Ches. Reuven and Shimon are both neighbors near Overlook Shimon went and extended his property outwards, his, his building outwards, towards Rishosarabim, in front of his window. And Reuven is saying, You're blocking my view of the Rishosarabim. And Shimon responds, Reuven and Meshav Shem Yasa Hageder, Ahu, my name, Menu Haboto. And Reuben is saying that the way you're building it, you're blocking that now I can't see the shuk that I was able to see from my house. Now you're blocking my view of the market. Says the Shimon, the one who's building and blocking the view, is correct. Reuben is saying it's not a taina. Only has a gri'ia do we find is a good taina, but the hezek of minias ri'ia. That is not a valid taina. We don't find a chazal granting you a right to have a view. And blocking someone's view is not a legal taina. And the male of the person is allowed to extend his porch or whatever it is, even though it blocks someone's view. That is not a taina of shechenim. So that is the, the, the main early source to this shiloh, <coughs> which would throw many, many things into disarray. People spend huge amounts of money to have apartments with views and to live in a neighborhood that they have a good view, and then someone builds an apartment building or something, or, or it extends their porch in a way that blocks it. And that obviously is very, very frustrating. And the Chayr Halacha is not giving them any right or any recourse. So going out to page 61, Rav Asher Weiss deals with the Shiloh. He says, 61, and he says, the times with the Gela Noif, how should we deal with questions that are blocking people's view? People spend, uh, you know, they, they put a lot of weight on the issue of having a good view from their house. An apartment that has a good view is worth a lot more than an apartment that doesn't have a good view. One, one neighbor wants to extend, and by doing so, he's going to be blocking the view of his neighbor. Can you do that? Can you can can the neighbor object and say you're blocking my view? What if it's just blocking the airflow? So people also take that very seriously. You have the sunlight and the 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 winds. Can you do if you can block the sun rays or the or the or the uh, the wind, can he? Is that a valid title? So he Kedarke goes through all the all the different pieces. He quotes his Pischetshuva that we mentioned. <coughs> um, towards the end of it, and Ice Hay is going to page sixty three. He so Chazal only went with areas that are direct house to the moment, 
as opposed to things that are just not as enjoyable. It's not as geschmack, not as comfortable, that is not a valid tainus to stop a neighbor from doing what he wants within his own property, which would mean that these tainus, that you're blocking my view, you're blocking my, my, my you know, my, the extra sunlight, or you're blocking my the, the air, that is not a good taina. But he says this is it. It's a very troubling outcome. That he says he doesn't think this is the right. This is the right approach. Going to the next paragraph, and hey, he says it ain't suffer believe It's obvious to me. Had there been a bezdin, they would have set up takanis about what is considered a valid, you know, when you could build, when you can't build, because these are things that are that that in our society is very serious and very important to people. So it doesn't make sense to him that there's just no recourse whatsoever. Going to the end of the shtickle and Isvav. Page 64, he says, It says it can't be. If you're dealing with neighbors that live in a, in a, in a joined, in a, in, a, in a shared building, <coughs> that definitely you can stop the one neighbor from building in a way that's taking away things that everyone, it's obvious to everyone, that are important to the builders. He says that's an implicit condition that when we all bought into this same building, that we all agreed not to not to change the status quo in a way that's going to be taking things taking important things away from the others. Even though this wasn't specified, as if they specified it, and he says that we find this in other places. So at the end, he says, This is just like all the regular rules and regulations that govern shared living spaces, that uh, they just have HOAs and things like that. So here we all bought specific apartments in a specific setup. Any difference that you make affects all the neighbors. People spend the fortune based on these little nuances, so obviously you can't just take it away just because. He says, If they live in different buildings, they're not really connected to each other. They're not bound one to the other. So really, there is no direct taina. So if someone buys it, you know, it's his, uh, it's he's getting his ocean view, and then uh, you know, before he knows, a building comes up a block away and blocks the whole ocean from him. There really is no alachic taina. Omnom he says, if this rebbech of this person is taking a, making a huge hefset in the in the echos of the, of the, the you know in, in, the, in, the, in the in the quality of life. Of the other person, you should stop him. You can't allow people to just take things away that directly affect the quality of life. Other people, you can't just take away such basic living conditions.